This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, August 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Interior sets $310 million for drought. Holland tours almond orchard and little drought relief for the West. Holland announces $310 million for drought. Interior Secretary Deb Holland announced yesterday the department plans to allocate more than $310 million to address drought in the West. Many of the 25 projects the Bureau of Reclamation has selected for funding will be in California. The funding stems from the $8.3 billion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Holland toured in Almond Orchard in California, yes, on Wednesday, as she promoted new federal spending on climate and infrastructure. Holland recognized the drought is bad for farms and businesses well in an existential threat to our communities and to our livelihoods. Farmer Kevin Herman welcomed the secretary and called for more investments in water storage as the quickest and easiest solution to the drought crisis. The agriculture industry is doing its part by utilizing a variety of tools like drip irrigation, deficit irrigation, and groundwater recharge, he said. California Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot was also energized to spend more state and federal dollars on groundwater recharge projects for banking water. Rains provide slight drought relief. There are signs of improvement in the drought that continues to grip much of the West and the Plain States. Parts of New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah have seen an inch to three inches of rain over the past week. According to the weekly U.S. drought monitor, some 22% of the West is now rated in extreme or exceptional drought, down from 29% last week and 26% three months ago. Texas also has seen some improvement, 62% of the state, in extreme to exceptional drought, down from 68% last week. There was a little deterioration in Kansas, where 32% is now in the extreme or exceptional category, compared to 29% the week before. Some 43% of California is in extreme to exceptional drought, down from 46% a week ago. The Bureau of Reclamation is looking into how to address water losses in the lower Colorado River Basin that based on evaporation and seepage, an action that has long been pushed by the four upper basin states. The amount of water lost in an upper basin state's reservoirs is currently deducted from that state's total allocation. So, for instance, the amount of water that the Flaming Gorge Dam loses each year would be deducted from Wyoming and Utah's annual allotment. But lower basin states can access their entire allotments regardless of how much water their reservoirs lose. Chuck Cullum, executive director of the Upper Colorado River Commissions, told AgriPulse he believes this to be an equity issue. What this means is they can overuse the system and drive storage down and put all of us at risk, Cullum said, of the lower basin states. Democrat admonishes over lack of new Colorado River cuts. Representative Greg Stanton, the Arizona Democrat, scolding the Biden administration for not acting to impose additional water usage cuts on the seven Colorado River basin states. 
The states failed to agree by this week on how to conserve an extra two to four million acre feet of water. The Interior Department announced a Tier 2A storage for the 2023 water year on uh, Tuesday, increasing existing curtailments on three lower basin states and on Mexico. But these cuts were already mandated by a drought contingency plan states agreed to in 2019. In a letter to President Biden, Stanton said Interior's language to take unilateral action to protect the system was now hollow. By continuing to kick the can down the road, the department is doing a disservice to the system and endangering the Southwest socioeconomic viability, according to Stanton, a former mayor of Phoenix. EPA delays deadline on applicator certification plans. EPA is extending until November 2023 the deadline to approve state plans for certifying applicators of restricted-use pesticides. A recent extension from March 4 to November 4 did not provide enough time for certifying authorities to respond to EPA comments and complete the approval process, the agency says in a Federal Register notice. As of July 8, EPA had approved 7 of 68 revised certification plans and estimated that about half of the plan should be approved before November. U.S. meat and dairy exporters laud progress in Taiwan trade deal. U.S. meat and dairy exporters have a lot to gain if Taiwan removed barriers to their products. That's why groups representing both sectors are lauding a U.S. announcement that the two countries have reached an agreement on a broad set of goals for a trade pact that they're planning to begin negotiations on this fall. The dairy sector is still hoping the Biden administration will reconsider its decision not to include tariff-reducing provisions in a U.S.-Taiwan initiative on 21st century trade. Jaime Castaneda, Executive Vice President of the National Milk Producers Federation and the U.S. Dairy Export Council, said in a statement. Nevertheless, Castaneda stressed to AgriPulse that exporters are pleased to see the deal moving forward. You can read our full report at AgriPulse.com. Well, here's today's He Said It. What I observe is that many, many people in the room want to do the right thing, but there are those who want someone else to do it while they maintain and cherish their narrow legal argument. That's a barrier to reaching a system-wide consensus. That's the word of Chuck Collum, Executive Director of the Upper Colorado River Basin, on why states fail to meet the Bureau of Reclamation's deadline for agreeing to additional water usage cuts. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, August 19th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Nally.